I have often told my children, pitchers, and pitching coaches the very same thing. You can't learn if you don't listen. So many can't because so many don't. Welcome to In the Bullpen with Mark Dewey, sponsored by Developing Contenders Ministries. You're listening to the Fight Laugh Feast Network. Thank you for joining us. And look who's coming up. High fly ball into right field. She is gone! Throughout the years of this podcast, I have brought up many other baseball podcasts. Those that I think are good, that I think you might enjoy. I've encouraged you to check them out, and I hope you have. Today, I'm going to highlight two of my favorite baseball podcasts. Both had new episodes that dropped last week and great conversations about the great game of baseball. And there were multiple aspects of these conversations, but both spent a lot of time talking about community. The first podcast I want to talk about and highlight is the Book of Joe. It's a podcast with Tom Verducci and Joe Madden, and it is named after the book that the two of them wrote together that I think was released last October. This past week, their guest was Tom House. If you are unfamiliar with Tom House, I'll give you just a brief background. He was a pitcher in Major League Baseball, and in his career as a pitcher, probably maybe not even probably, likely most well-known not for a pitch he threw or a game he pitched in, but he was the man in the bullpen in Atlanta who caught a home run ball. And it just happened to be home run number 715 by Hank Aaron. After he got done playing, he became a pitching coach, including at the major league level, including with the Texas Rangers while Nolan Ryan was there. For many, many years now, he has been working with not only pitchers, but throwers, quarterbacks and the like, in Southern California. So he has been around this game from, professionally, probably from the, I think, late 60s, maybe, early 70s when he first got to the big leagues. And he was the guest with Tom Verducci and Joe Madden. And they interviewed him, and throughout the interview, again, discussed many things, but then they came toward the end of the interview, and after a break, they discussed a variety of topics And the discussions were based on some tweets by Tom House. Tom Verducci introduced that segment this way. And Tom, you know, going through your Twitter feed, I love some of these uh, pearls of wisdom that you have out there. So I'd like to throw some out here and have you and, and Joe kind of respond to what I call house rules. So there were a number of these house rules, but this was the very first. How about this one? The travel ball industry is optimized for people to make a living, not for developing players. I know that's a whole nother show, Tom, but real quickly, the thought behind that. And real quickly with an answer, I don't deny anybody the right to make a living, but travel ball is all about money. It's not about developing developing a young pitcher or a young hitter. And the kids get really good at being travel ball players. And you said early in this get-together, that they don't know how to play the game. So 
while I understand the need to make a living, it should not be at the expense of a young player's health and development. Um, I believe two things about what Tom House said in that audio clip. First, that's going to upset a whole lot of people. And second, he is absolutely correct. Now, Joe Madden was eager to follow up on Tom House's comment. I'm I'm totally against the travel concept. I much prefer all-star teams made in cities. I'd I'd rather see leagues in cities and towns and counties, whatever. You you earn the right to be on an all-star team and then play for your city, for your group, uh, and not become a mercenary at such a young age. Uh, You're attempting to become best in show uh, in these particular showcases. Uh, There's no team element whatsoever. And like you said, the game's not being tough, and I think parents are losing a lot of money, quite frankly, to say that their kid's on a travel team. I, I just, I, I really don't like the concept at all. I have a lot of friends that are involved in it that are running these things, so they talk to me about it very, and they're very jacked up about it, and they can't wait to tell me about it. But at the end of the day, man, I would, I love the idea of playing for your, your town, your alma mater, win for the group, win as a group, play the game properly. And I'd much prefer that method of parents, please save your money. Here, here. I agree 100%. I love that. So Joe Madden spoke those words. It was Tom House who said, here, here, I agree 100%. And Tom Verducci who said, I love that. Again, two things. I believe Joe Madden is absolutely correct. And a very clear and current case in point to his point is the Little League World Series. Now, they went on to discuss other things that I believe are important as well. They talked about the fact that young players don't need an off-season throwing program. They don't need a weighted ball program, a velocity program, swing coaches. They don't need to specialize. What these men said is they do need to play as many positions on the baseball field as they are capable of playing. And they need to play as many sports as they are capable of playing. And they said they should do this until specialization is necessary. And I believe it was Tom House that said college, or at the earliest, your senior year in high school. And then they also talked about the the fact of the value and importance of experiencing different coaches in different sports, different coaches with different styles. Joe Madden, who was a very good high school quarterback, played football, basketball, and baseball in high school. And he talked about his coach in each of those sports and how they brought different things to the table and how that improved him and and impacted him in baseball. And they also talked about the need to understand the mental side of the game, both learning how to play the game and learning how to overcome adversity and failure. Because baseball, much like life, has a whole lot of failure. If you are a young player, and by that I'm saying if you have not yet entered into college, or if you are a parent or a coach of a young player, Listen and learn. I would also encourage you to listen and learn from the Black Diamonds podcast. 
That's a podcast hosted by the Negro League Baseball Museum president, Bob Kendrick. Bob is a wonderful storyteller. The podcast is always enjoyable to listen to. This past week, his guest was Willie Horton. And this podcast, like the Book of Joe podcast, had a significant focus on community. Now, before I get to the podcast itself and Bob Kendrick and Willie Horton, I've got to say this. When I saw that Willie Horton was the guest, I was excited. And that is because I grew up in Jenison, Michigan. I grew up a Tigers fan. And because of my age, when I really came to become a fan of baseball and of the Detroit Tigers, it was at the time that Willie Horton was one of their key players. So he was one of my early favorite players in baseball. Now, the Tigers won the World Series in 1968. I was only four. So I don't remember 1968 as it regards, what, in live action, I guess. Obviously, I remember it looking back when I got older. But a lot of people on that 1968 World Series championship team, the team that beat the Cardinals and Bob Gibson of the Cardinals, and and again, it wasn't just Bob Gibson, but you remember the year Bob Gibson had that year and even one of the games in that World Series. A lot of those players in 68 were on the team in 72. And in 1972 is when I really recall remembering the Tigers during the time that it was going on, during the 1972 season. But on that World Series team of 1968, not only Willie Horton, but other players that would be with the team in 1972 as well. John Hiller, Mickey Lolich, talk about a great World Series. Bill Freehand, Norm Cash, Storm and Norman Cash, Dick McAuliffe, Mickey Stanley, Jim Northrup, Gates Brown, and Mr. Tiger himself, Al Kaline. They were all still there in 1972. And then there were guys like Eddie Brinkman, Aurelio Rodriguez, third baseman who could vacuum. They, I remember there was, I think it was their yearbook, that he had a vacuum cleaner on his glove hand because he was such a great defender. And I'm wondering, was he the original A-Rod? And then another man, Tony the Tiger, Tony Taylor. And I'm watching these guys. And now if you fast forward to 1990, I'm in AA with the Giants in Shreveport, Louisiana. And one of the coaches on that team is Tony Taylor. And talk about a man who worked his tail off. At that time, you only had three coaches. You had the manager, a pitching coach, and a third coach. And Tony Taylor, in smoking hot with humidity in the 80-90% range, would be on the field early almost every single day we were at home, whether it was working on defense, whether it was throwing BP. What a, what a great man and what a hard worker. But anyway, my first memories are 1972. And one of the clearest memories of 1972 was Game 2 of the ALCS. The Tigers were playing the Oakland A's. Laren Legros was pitching for the Tigers, and he hit Burt Campanaris. And Burt Campanaris threw his bat at Laren Legros. I remember that vividly. Now, I went back this past week to look at the video of that because I remember that incident vividly, but then I saw a couple of other things that I didn't recall. One is Billy Martin. He was the manager of the Tigers. And it took virtually everybody in the ballpark to restrain him. He was going to tear apart Burt Campanaris. The second thing is there was a man on that field, a very big and strong, healthy young man who was acting the part of the peacemaker. And that 
was Willie Horton. Now again, before we get to last week's podcast, I got to fast forward from 1972 to 1988. That off-season, I was working in the sports department at a radio station in Grand Rapids, Michigan, WCUZ. And that off-season, it was after my first full season of professional baseball, I would do afternoon sports and then also a sports call-in show in the evenings. And again, another side note here, kind of an interesting one. The reason I had that position that off-season is because the man who had been doing that moved to Detroit to take a job at one of the radio stations in Detroit in the news department. And that man was Dan Dickerson, who has been the play-by-play announcer on radio for the Tigers now for many, many years. But anyway, we had a live show at some establishment in Grand Rapids. I don't remember which one right now. And on that live show, I was the host. Two former Tigers, Jim Northrup and Willie Horton, were there, present with us. And I remember doing the show, and Jim Northrup spoke most of the time, whenever a question was put out by me or by the people in the audience, and Willie didn't say a whole lot. Well, after the show ended, after we were off the air, I was sitting right next to Willie, and I started a conversation with him. And I don't remember how long we spoke, but it was a long time. And what a wonderful human being. So when I saw he was going to be a guest with Bob Kendrick on the Black Diamonds podcast, I was very excited. And when you take Bob Kendrick and Willie Horton, Willie Horton grew up in Detroit and then signed with the Tigers and played the most significant part of his career in Detroit and is still one of the legends of Tigers baseball. You have Bob Kendrick and Willie Horton, two men who know and love baseball, two men who know and love their communities, Kansas City and Detroit. And they had a great time together, and I had a great time listening to it, and I think you would have a great time listening to it. And as they talked about, again, a number of things, Willie Horton mentioned that his father had played Negro League Baseball. But Willie had no idea that that was the case until Buck O'Neill told him. And then in this interview with Bob Kendrick, Willie recalled what his father told him to do to get better at baseball. Well, my dad always told me, Praxi never called a ball with me. He always told me to go out and throw the ball off the wall and catch. Yeah, yes. And, uh, yeah. and that's how I started getting the soft hand, throwing the ball off the wall. So you could hear Bob Kendrick in the back. Yes, yes, yeah, I get it. Now, we got to remember that that was probably, Willie's dad probably told him to do that sometime in the late 1950s. But it could never be a way to improve today, could it? to develop soft hands or hand-eye coordination. Now, I'll say this. When I was in the 1970s, I did the same thing. If it was nice outside, it was off the chimney on the side of our house. If it was wintertime or pouring rain, it was off the wall in our garage, which drove my mom completely nuts. But see, these are things we can learn from, right? Something so simple as that. As I mentioned, Willie grew up in Detroit and began in most of his career professionally was with the Tigers. So his childhood team and his childhood dream became a reality in a big kind of way. And Willie knows community. And in this interview, he talked about something he's doing now, and it is clear evidence that he has put his money and time 
where his heart is. It's a program that I started in Florida years ago, about six, seven years ago. Now it's crossed Polk County. It getting back to baseball where there's nothing wrong with RBI baseball, but that's traveling baseball. But if I had to pay 50 cents to play baseball, I couldn't play. Wouldn't have been able to play. So, but like now, I'm showing them in Florida that you have free program. We all cross Polk County, and I'm trying to bring that to New York, uh, Detroit. And I hope that one time, one day, that we partnership with RBI because you can have something you shoot for as you get older. Oh, of course. I love that, what he's doing in Florida, what he hopes to do in Detroit. And you hear what he said? If it cost me 50 cents, I would not have been able to play. Which means if in the late 1950s it was similar to what it is today, we do not know who Willie Horton is, humanly speaking. I've said it before. We could have afforded 50 cents to play, but when I was younger... If the cost to play baseball was what it is now, I would not have been able to play. And I would have not ever achieved my dream, again, humanly speaking. And notice that Willie Horton, like Joe Madden, like Tom House, like Tom Verducci, values local baseball more than travel baseball. Willie thinks it's the way to go. Now, I mentioned Willie being a pacemaker on the baseball field in the 1972 playoffs. It's one thing to be a peacemaker on a baseball field with a bunch of major leaguers. But how about being a peacemaker in the streets of Detroit with a bunch of rioters? There was a lot of stuff going on in this country, but particularly there in Detroit, Mm. where Detroit was literally on the verge of being burned down. Well, I when I got involved myself personally, I left the ballpark in my uniform, and I went in the middle of the ride and tried to bring peace. And that's anybody ever seen that HBO uh, City on Fire? That's about Willie Horton on the car trying to bring peace. We had a double header with the Yankees, and they said uh, second game. I hit a home run in the first game. I'll never forget. Second game, they pulled it off the field. Said, "Go home for your safety, because it's burning down on 12th Street." Only thing I think about is going in, putting my street clothes in my duffel bag, and I went in the middle of the ride and try to bring peace. Listen and learn. Here is a man who now speaks about the importance of community that demonstrated it at the risk of his major league career and his life. I'm almost 60 years old. And among all the voices you've heard in this episode, I am the youngest. But do not think this is about this old man bringing you thoughts from other old men so that we can go back to the good old days. It's not about going back. It's about looking forward. In a baseball game, you begin at home plate and you want to circle the bases and come back to it. I believe, and I would assert these men believe, that the future of the game of baseball will be far better if we bring it back home. But that's a conversation for another day. Join us next time for In the Bullpen on the Fight, Laugh, Feast Network. Thank you for listening.